All right, good evening. If everybody would, grab a hymn book and turn over the page. I don't have my glasses. <laughs> Didn't got a pair of glasses? Book 37. Cannot believe I ain't got my glasses. One hundred and thirty-seven, if you would stand and we'll sing. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, just to know the saith the Lord. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how Trust in Jesus, just to trust His cleansing blood, just in simple faith to plunge me beneath the healing cleansing flood. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him, how I proved Him. In Jesus, just from sin and self to cease, just from Jesus, simply taking life and rest and joy and peace. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him, how I proved Him more and more. trust him on the last. I'm so glad I've learned to trust him. Precious Jesus, Savior, friend, and I know that thou art with me and will be with me to the end. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him. Trust him more. All right, Brother Lavar, if you would ask the blessings on the service, please.
All right, you may have a seat, please, and then we'll turn over to page 281. We'll sing Send the Light. There's a call comes ringing on the restless way. Send the light, send the light, man. There's our souls to rescue, there are souls to save. Send the light, send the light, send the light, the blessed gospel light. Let it shine from shore to shore. Send the light, the blessed gospel light. Let it shine forevermore. We have heard the Macedonian call today. Send the light, send the light, and the golden offering at the cross we lay. Send the light, send the light, send the light, the blessed gospel light. Let it shine from shore to shore. Send the light, the blessed gospel light. Let it shine forevermore on the last. Let me not grow weary in the work of love. Send the light, send the light. Let us gather jewels for a crown above. Send the light, send the light, send the light. The blessed gospel light. Let it shine from shore to shore. Send the light, the blessed gospel light. Let it shine forevermore. All right, 149. 149. Stand by me on the last. 
When I'm growing old and feeble, stand by me. When I'm growing old and feeble, stand by me. Nearing chilly Jordan, my messed Lily of the Valley, stand by me. I really could use some reading glasses if anybody's got it. Okay, now let's do 129, please. Tell it to Jesus alone. Tell it to Jesus. Tell it to Jesus. He is a friend that's well known. You've no other such a friend or brother. Tell it to Jesus alone. Do the tears flow down your cheeks unbidden? Tell it to Jesus, tell it to Jesus. Have you sins that to men's eyes are hidden? Tell it to Jesus alone. <clears throat> tell it to Jesus, tell it to Jesus. He is a friend that's well known. You know others such a friend or brother. Tell it to Jesus alone. <coughs> Are you troubled at the thought of dying? Tell it to Jesus, for Christ's coming kingdom are you sighing? Tell it to Jesus alone. Tell it to Jesus. Tell Alone. Amen. 83, page 83. If any of you are using the book. Rock of ages, clip for me. Let me hide myself in thee. Let the water and the blood from thy wounded side which flowed be of sin the double cure. Save from wrath and make me pure. Leave that up just a second, Brother Chris. Last Sunday I talked about how people just don't write songs like this anymore and how much they would mean if we just read them before we sung them. Let's start from the very first, brother. 
Read that off. Just read it. Don't sing it because when we sing stuff, it kind of loses its luster. Rock of Ages, clip for me. Let me hide myself in thee. Let the water and the blood from thy wounded side which flowed be of sin the double cure. Save from wrath and make me pure. That's just, to me, that's just terrific words that we lose when we put it in songs. So y'all think about the whole song as we sing it, please. <clears throat> All right, second verse. Could my tears forever flow? Could my zeal no longer know? These for sin could not atone. Thou must save and thou alone. In my hand no price I bring. Simply to the cross I cling. We'll slow it down just a little. Could my tears for while I draw this fleeting breath, when my eyes shall close in death, when I rise to worlds unknown and behold thee on the throne, rock of ages, clap for me, let me hide myself in thee all right we'll do our last one page 78 if everybody would go ahead and stand up all the world is bright and cheery and I'm singing every day in the place of burdens dreary. I sing a joyful lane, where it put a ray of gladness where the sorrow once had been. Since Jesus took my heart all to pieces and put a little sunshine in, when Jesus took my heart all to pieces and put a little sunshine in. He put a little joy and gladness where sadness once had been. He gave a little love and glory and took away my doubt and sin. Since Jesus took my heart all to pieces and put a little sunshine in. All the clouds have silver linings, not a shadow is inside, not a thought of sad repining. The way is always bright. I was lost in sin and darkness, but the way is bright again. Since Jesus took my heart all to pieces and put a little sunshine in. When Jesus took my heart all to pieces and he put a little sunshine in. He put a little joy and gladness where sadness once had been. He gave a little love and glory. And took away my doubt and sin When Jesus took my heart all to pieces And put a little sunshine in As they play we'll have a little fellowship And then we'll do the last verse in just a second
end of the third verse. So I press along rejoicing on the blessed glory road. And I know that my Redeemer will share my every load. I'm singing hallelujah for my soul is free from sin. When Jesus took my heart all to pieces and he put a little sunshine in. When Jesus took my heart all to pieces and put a little sunshine in. He put a little joy and gladness where sadness once had been. He gave a little love and glory and took away my doubt and sin. When Jesus took my heart all to pieces and he put a little sunshine in. Alright brother. Come here. I'm not going to try to write down prayer requests without my glasses because nobody would understand. <laughs> uh, Hey, how's everybody doing tonight? Good. I'll tell you what, uh, let's go ahead and uh, play. Jeff, uh, come on up. Uh, take an offering. Um, Joe, you want to give him a hand? Come on up. Play, if you don't mind, uh, uh, let's offer him, please. Just uh, real quick, uh, just a couple of announcements. Nothing really new. Uh, kids night, uh, we're going to have the movie night for the, uh, uh, the youngins back there on the 21st of this month. Uh, so please make sure they're here. Um, we're going to start about uh, quarter to seven. Uh, July the 9th, going to be homecoming. We're going to have Gold City in here. So uh, make sure you're here for that. Uh, July the 22nd, we're going to have a uh, back to school bash for the Cru Crusaders for Christ. Uh, so we're planning on having a, a, a real good time, so uh, make sure you're here for that. Uh, July the 23rd, uh, Mackenzie Wood, baby shower, right? Awesome. So uh, make sure you don't forget that. Uh, also, uh, don't forget uh, out here, uh, please give us a little feedback on uh, Brother Josh on Sunday. And one, uh, one last thing is everybody that uh, went with me to... To help Sister Karen build that wheelchair ramp, I really appreciate it. Uh, there's still a little bit to be done on it, not a whole lot. Uh, so I'm planning on uh, going back there again, probably Saturday morning, 
If anybody would like to come and give me a hand, uh, please see me after service. Uh, I'll give you the address and um, you know, we'll get it knocked out. There's nothing real big. Uh, while I'm up here, anybody got any uh, prayer requests? Play? Mike Kendricks. Mike Kendricks. Okay. okay. Anybody else? Yes, absolutely. Tony Sachs. Gail Vickers. Okay. I'm sorry. Marie Allen. Marie Allen. Allen, okay. Oh. Okay. Anybody else? Oh. Mickey? Anybody else? Oh. Matt, oh, sir. There's uh, nobody else. Uh, let's come up and uh, let's pray for each other.
I got up here to preach one time and I stepped back and looked down and there was three packs of Nutter Butters cookies. I was just checking. <laughs> I stand in need of your prayers tonight. I, uh, I'm a diabetic and uh, my wife's sick. I, 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 put, I told uh, Kim about it. She put her on the prayer list. I think she got food poisoning or something. And it wasn't from my cooking because I don't cook. But uh, my sugar's been dropping. I'm taking a lot of medicine and I think it's finally caught up with me. I took her to the doctor today and I was sitting in there almost shaking cause my, and I realized that's my sugar's dropped. And uh, so I, I fixed me something for supper before I come up here and uh, I didn't take no medicine. So I hope it's up. It's all right, but if I fall out on the floor, don't worry about it. Just throw me a, a Nutter Butter cookie, and I'll be all right in just a minute. No, I think I'm going to be fine. So, First Peter, First Peter, chapter number 1. <clears throat> you know, I believe it was... Brother Ron or something, I was telling Sunday, I said, getting ready to preach, the hardest thing for me is to get settled on what to preach on. <laughs> you know, you, 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 you try to think about what's going on around us and everything, and you try to get settled and you, and you seek the Lord for him to put something on your heart. But I remember this being taught this years ago, when you're not settled on what to preach on, preach on Jesus Christ. You can't never, never preach too much about Jesus Christ and his blood and what he done for us there on Calvary. <clears throat> but this, this evening, I want to, uh, <clears throat> we're going to read out of 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 18 and 19. This is what the word says. It says, for as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time to stand, Lord, and uh, open up your word. God, we ask your blessings upon the reading of the scriptures and ask God that you would help us, Lord, to, to deliver the message. But most of all, Lord, the Holy Spirit would put it in the hearts of these here and may grow in wisdom and knowledge of your precious word. If there's one here tonight that doesn't know you as Savior, that God, this would be the night that they'd accept you. Uh, as their Savior, and have that precious blood applied to their hearts. Lord, we pray that you'll just help us, strengthen us, and all that you do for us here tonight, we'll praise you, give you the glory for it all. In Christ's name, we pray. Amen. <clears throat> oh, wow. The only thing better than that would be a coffee. Ooh. And preach a long time on a cup of orange juice that big. <laughs> Do what? He started bringing me a shorter cup, probably. 
But uh, in this lesson here, I, I, I want to preach about the precious blood uh, that he talked about there, how we're redeemed. Because in, in verse 17, I didn't read that verse, but it's just, uh, it's just uh, a couple thoughts on it. Um, Peter uh, has revealed that our loving Father, he, he judges the actions of those that are his or those that are saved. And one of the things here that Peter is talking about in chapter 1 of 1 Peter is the, the, the saints had been um, the saints had been scattered due to persecution. And he's writing this here in 1 Peter to try to encourage them that seems like they, uh, you know, because they've gotten saved, they've trusted Jesus Christ as their Savior, they, they accepted the preaching of the Word of God and, 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 were, and, and were saved, but yet they were being persecuted, whether by religious people or, or whether by just people that didn't believe. But back then, persecution was severe. I mean, think about it. Look at where you live. If you own your house, you've worked hard for it. You may still be making payments on it, but you've worked hard for it. It may be paid off. But what if like, somebody come and says, you're a Christian, and started persecuting you and ran you out of town, and then they just took over your house, took over all your possessions? That's happened. That is hap that's sort of the persecution that's happening in Peter's day here. That's what they was doing there. Uh, even in Acts chapter 7, when Steve, Stephen was stoned, and in chapter 8, uh, uh, Paul had warrants in his pocket, and he was going to wreak havoc over the church. He was going to catch them and put them in prison, and some of them just downright died, all because they had trusted Jesus Christ as their Savior, see? Uh, I would like to stand up here and tell you that if I was persecuted like that, I, I would stand for Jesus Christ. And, and I, I pray to God that it never happened. But you don't really know what you might do in that kind of situation. Uh, but here, he's trying to encourage them in showing what they have in Jesus Christ. And what God had actually done for them by sending his son to the cross to suffer, bleed, and die for your sins. It's, it's a whole lot more uh, than just paying silver and gold, as he said, those corruptible things. Those things that, that you know, down here we hold silver and gold in, a, in high esteem because that's a, that's a, a, a very expensive uh, currency using silver and gold. Right now you see a lot of advertisements about converting all your money over into gold. You know what? Be my luck if I did that, gold would fall out. But... But see, in heaven, they use gold as pavement. You know, they, that's the streets of gold. But he, he's saying here, though, he paid something more important than silver and gold. It was through the precious blood of Jesus Christ. See, the, that awareness should, uh, you know, that G, you know, when, when God the Father is, is, you know, he's judging over the actions of the saved people. Whenever he does that, it's because when we got saved... When we got saved, all our sins from that point back in heaven was gone away with. 
If you run a background check on your name in heaven, it'd be nothing. Nothing. It'd be like running a background check in one of these infants over here. They've not committed no crimes. They don't have no record. There's nothing that they could find that you've done wrong. That's what happens when you get saved. Everything is wiped clean. It's done away with. And but the, the things he's talking about judging us is we've got to be accountable from the day that we got saved till the day he raptures us out of this world and puts us uh, and we go to heaven with him. But now when we get in heaven after the rapture, there is a judgment seat of Christ. It's not to do anything with the salvation. A lot of y'all know this, but repetition is good sometimes. But you know that we're not going to be judged about our salvation. We're going to be judged about what we've done since we've been saved. If it was good, that's fine. It'll come through the fire as, as uh, gold, silver, and precious stones. But if it's not good and it didn't bring honor to God, it's going to burn up like wood, hay, and stubble. So that's what's going to happen at the rapture. But between... Now, in the rapture, God is going to judge us for our actions. See, uh, this is not to decide anything. And his judgment now is not to do with anything about eternal security because we're saved. We're saved. But, but it's to, it's, it's, it's to uh, whether our choices uh, are of a holy, set-apart people. Uh, our pastor years ago uh, at Bethany preached a series of sermons on about choices have consequences. And, I, and, and that's what he's saying here. It's, 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 he's judging us on our actions or what you might say, our choices. The awareness should be, this here should motivate us that when we come in, to a crossroad and we've got to make a choice that we pray and make the right choice. You know, uh, but then we look at verse 18. When we see verse 18, Peter, he demonstrates the value uh, that God has placed on, on showing the price that he paid for us. Because verse number 18 says, For as much as you know uh, that you were not redeemed by corruptible things as silver and gold, from your vain conversation uh, received by traditions from your fathers. He, he's telling us here that it's not through the, the things of man, through the silver and the gold. And, and if we had to pay a price for salvation and to clean up our mess here on earth, I don't think nobody in here could, could afford it. When you compare it to what Jesus Christ done for us, there's no way we could ever afford it. So we weren't redeemed by a price there's somebody in the world would have enough money to, to pay their way into heaven. There's nobody going into heaven because of them having enough money. It's only through the blood of Jesus Christ and what he done for us there on the cross. He didn't pay mere cash such as silver and gold, but he did pay temporary currency for an eternal transaction. Because verse 19 tells us, for as much as you know that you were redeemed with or that's verse 18, with corruptible things. The high call of godly living uh, makes sense in the light of what the price was paid for our redemption. See, when we was redeemed, Jesus Christ went to the cross. You know, and I'm going to tell you, he did not have to go to the cross uh, because of sins that he done. 
And a matter of fact, he could have called down some legions of angels and never went to the cross. But he went to the cross because he had the love to redeem and, and, and cared so much about the people that he wanted to pay their sin debt. You imagine that? Paying our sin debt. And it's a debt that he did not owe. And, but he went on and paid it anyway. So the high calling or the high call for godly living it makes sense in the light of the price. Whenever Jesus, whenever we face a, a decision and, we, and we're questionable about it, I'm, I'm giving you some practical advice. First, pray about it. Because you want to make the right choice. And the reason we want to do is, is the best we can in worshiping and serving God is because of the price that he paid for our redemption. His son went to the cross and died on that cross. See, the, 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 the precious blood of Jesus did not save us so that we could go out and live our lives any old way we wanted to. I've met people that you'll go up to them and ask them about church or ask them about salvation and they say oh yeah i've been saved but you look at them and you see their life they look just like the world not their judge if they said they're saved praise god i just hope that they are but i'm going to tell you if you can live out in the world and do any old thing and it not bother you you need to really do some hard praying Amen. you need to check it out yeah. see because jesus christ did not die so that we could be saved and then go out in the world and live any old way we wanted to. And if you're truly saved, you're not going to want to. <clears throat> but I want to see the blood. See, he said precious blood. This here is actually a term of distinction. It's not just blood. It's precious blood. And that precious blood, that, that, that's a distinction. The word is associated with being beyond compare. I like to use the word supernatural or something. Uh, but it's beyond compare. That word precious blood. You know, when Mary conceived the Lord Jesus Christ, it wasn't through the seed of Joseph. If it was, he would have the same blood that we've got. And our blood will not redeem anybody. But his blood, she was overshadowed by the Holy Ghost. And, and actually God came to Joseph in a dream and says, you know, don't be scared to take her as your wife. That that's in her is conceived of the Holy Ghost. And the reason it was done that way is because it had to have supernatural blood. It had to have a precious blood. And that's why his blood can cleanse us of our sins. That's why, that's why we, we sing there's power in the blood or there's nothing but the blood. His blood is as powerful today as it was back in the day that he was crucified right there on that cross. He was paying the sin debts for the past. He was that paying the sin debt for your present. And this ought to make you happy. He's paying sin debt for our future sins because when we sin as a Christian and we feel the 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 conviction over that, and we want to make it right with God, then we get down on our knees and we cry out to God, you know, uh, forgive me and, and forgive me for our, my sins. And he said, John wrote it down, and he, he said, if we'll confess our sins, that he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. 
So that blood that he shed will even take care of the sins that we've not committed yet. Uh, if we'll confess them to him. See, his, his blood is not the blood of a martyr. A lot of people might like to think that uh, his blood, when he died on that cross, he was just a martyr. But he wasn't a martyr. He was the son of God paying our sin debt. And I'm glad that he did. He paid a debt that I couldn't ever pay. Uh, but, but he, uh, it, you know, when, when, he, uh, when he went to the cross and when he shed his blood, uh, it wasn't the blood of like the bulls and the goats that was all sacrificed during the Old Testament time. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't that type of a blood. His blood was the, uh, the, the result of a, 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 I can't speak, a divine uh, subjection of the Virgin Mary to the Holy Spirit's intervene. In other words, the Holy, his blood was through uh, the Holy Ghost that was, uh, that uh, overshadowed Mary, and she she became to be with child, and that makes the difference uh, there about the power or the precious blood. There's there's no other blood that would have the ability to ever make uh, us or cleanse us of our sins. I'm telling you, you can be the best person in the world. I talked about this in the Sunday school class. I, I might have been last Sunday. I'm going to tell you, hell is going to be full of some real good people. People that you would love to live next door to that would be able, you know, they just, just a bunch of people that they think because I'm living right, because I'm doing right, I'm going there. But Bible clearly tells us it's not of works lest any man should boast. I want to tell you, you have to be born again. He told Nicodemus he was a, he was a, a teacher or a ruler in the synagogue. And he told him one night, he said, look, he says, except you be born again, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. He didn't understand that born again. He was thinking about being born through his mother again. And he, he misunderstood it. But of course, Jesus kept on telling him and finally convinced him that that that's born of water is water and that that's born of spirit is spirit. And he's talking about being born again in the spirit. That, our, that we are, are, are born into the family of God by accepting Jesus Christ as our Savior. So, but, but the blood here would have, you know, no other blood has the ability uh, uh, to take away anybody's sin. Only the blood of Jesus Christ can do that. And it's still doing it today. Verse 19 uh, will reveal that he paid for us with the blood of his own son, a, a currency with limit, limitless value. There's no gold or no silver in this world that can pay more than what Jesus Christ did. His blood is more powerful than all the gold and silver in the world. It's a limit, limitless, uh, limitless value. Christ's blood was precious in its atoning efficiency. There's no blood that can wash away our sins and, and, and cleanse us. Uh, that there's no other blood besides the blood that Jesus Christ, uh, uh, that, he, that he shed there on Calvary. So he was called the Lamb of without blemish and uh, without spot. You know, back in the Old Testament, when they would put a lamb up, they would, 
They, they wouldn't just go out here in the corral and grab up a lamb and say, here, sacrifice this. Them priests would have to look that lamb over. They would have to inspect that lamb. Y'all know, y'all heard this before. You know, and they'd look to make sure there's no scars, no cuts. It had to be pure, perfect lamb. And when John the Baptist was out there preaching, I believe over there around the river Jordan, he looked and behold, here come the Lord Jesus Christ. And he pointed his finger at him and said, here comes the lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. And, and how could he say that? But because Jesus Christ was the sinless, perfect son of God who had never committed no sins, he had to do that, had to be that way or he couldn't have been our savior. But he, he did. He was a sinless, spotless lamb. Uh, but if he were without blemish, he said, <clears throat> there we go. Always can make the print bigger. <laughs> but when, when uh, he, if, if he was without blemish and without spot, he would not have been qualified to be our redeemer. John chapter 1 talks about when, when uh, John chapter 1 verse 29, where he called out John the Baptist, there's the lamp, behold the lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Jesus' blood is precious blood. Jesus' blood is the redeeming blood. It is preserving power. It's, it's, it's a, a, a Ephesians chapter 4 verse 30. And I want to tell you how powerful his blood is. He says that we are sealed until the day of redemption. Because of his blood, he not only can save us, he can not only wash away our sins, but his blood is powerful enough to seal us until the day of redemption. I preach eternal salvation. I, pre I, I, I preach that once you're saved, you're always saved. And it's only through the power of Jesus Christ's blood. Any other way, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. But uh, Jesus' blood... Is, is redeeming, it's, 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 it's sealed until the day of redemption when it's applied to us. The saved soul is kept by the power of the blood and can never be lost. We are saved through the blood of Jesus Christ. We are kept through the blood of Jesus Christ. And we're gonna, that blood is gonna take us all the way to heaven when the rapture of the church comes, whether we go out by the grave or whether we go up in the air, uh, if he comes tonight. But I'm glad to know that I'm saved and I've, that I have that blood applied to my heart. Uh, you know, <clears throat> now we cannot uh, we cannot overestimate our worth in our Father's eyes. You know, this is why I'm saying that he. Back up there in that first part when I first started, how God judges those that are his or those of us that are saved. God judges us on our choices. And this is the, and this is the deal. While we look at the cost that God paid for our sin, let's look at John 3, 16. For God so loved the world. And then he goes on and says that he gave his only begotten son. See, so it was his only son is what he paid for our salvation. It was, it was through, and so that was a high price. 
And so we need to be aware of that and we need to be aware of that when we come to a crossroads in our lives or we're fixing to make a choice. We need to really step back, take a deep breath and start crying out to God and ask him, you know, if you have any doubt, you need to be on your knees crying out to God and asking him for direction. And the reason I'm saying that is because of the high price that was paid for our redemption. The high price. You know, God could have really made us like robots. He could have really just, when you hit a certain age, boom, you're, you're going to worship me. But he didn't. He wanted people to have a desire to want and come and worship him. It had been easy to make it mandatory to where we just automatically do it like a machine. But he wanted people with a choice that would choose to come to the house of God. See, everybody made a choice tonight when, when it was time to come to church. They all got ready to come on over here to the house of God. And, and that was a choice that you made. And you made it because of what? The high price that God had paid for your redemption. You did it for, for that. Now, uh, <clears throat> he sort of redeemed us from worthlessness. Before I got saved, I was just... It, you know, when we, when we are born into this human race, when we are born into existence, uh, we inherited from our ancestors. We, we, did, we did not know Jesus Christ. We was, it's sort of like, <laughs> I like the way one preacher said it. He said, when I got saved, he reached down in a barrel full of worthless people, pulled me out, shook some worthless off of me, applied the blood of Jesus Christ, and now I'm somebody. I am a child of God. I'm a child of, of, of God. So, so he, he brought us out of an empty, meaningless waste of time. I want to tell you, people that are wandering around out here in the world, yes, it may look like they're having a good time. But this is not all there is to life. There's going to be something later on. And, and, and when we as Christians are raptured out of this church, they're going to say, wow, I should have been, you know, I should have listened to him. I should have listened to what she said to me. Because we are going to be gone in the twinkling of an eye. It's going to happen fast. And, and they're going to be sitting around, what's going on? What's going on? And, and worse than that, when that judgment comes, that white throne judgment comes after the world is destroyed, they're going to stand before God that there's no appeals. There's no fast-talking lawyer. There's no uh, getting off. You're guilty. If you're not saved and you stand before him at the white throne judgments, you're out of there. Why? Because you made some bad choices and one of them was not to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. <clears throat> Peter's point in all this may be that our choices now after the transaction, after the transaction of us being saved, truly matter. We've got to be, you're going to be held accountable for the choices that you make after you've been saved. Now, it ain't going to have a thing to do with your salvation. But it's, it, it's you're going to answer for, the, I'll answer for the, the time that I preached messages and it wasn't right. It ain't what God wanted. I'll answer to the times that God laid it on my heart. You might ought to witness to that person and I didn't. You know, and, and, and you know, I'll be held accountable for that. Because of my actions of that. But it's, 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 it's not going to affect my salvation. 
It's going to affect the rewards that, I, that we lay at the, Lord, at the Lord Jesus' feet. There'll be people up there getting down on their knees. And they'll be trying to do this to get the ashes up. Because in their life after they were saved, didn't do anything for the Lord Jesus Christ. I've had people actually tell me when I invite them to church. He said, oh, I don't need to go to church. I'm saved. My name's written down in heaven. I'm good. Well, I hope that they are. But it, if the, the salvation that I got got me interested in wanting to do something for the Lord. And then the last thought here, as people of great value to God, like holy people, we should be terrified that we will squander our days Continuing to invest ourselves in worthless things. I don't know if y'all know this man. He's a, he's, his name is Oliver B. Green. In the 50s, maybe the late 40s, the 50s, over in Greenville, Spartanburg, South Carolina area, used to hold these great big tent revivals, big tents. And he almost preached a revival every week, somewhere. If they could find a spot of land, they would start passing out flyers during the day, and they'd be trying to put that tent up, get everything set up, and they'd be inviting people to, to, uh, to the, the revival meeting. And, and in, in, his, in his book about his biography, uh, it, it was written that he said when he got a heart attack and was they didn't, they didn't back then have as much knowledge as they do today. But when he had his heart attack in his 50s, he says, look at this. He says, I'm only in my 50s. And look at the people that's going to die and go to hell because I ran myself in the ground. We need to take care of ourselves. Because he said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to die. They, I don't know if this was in his biography. He, he ran himself in the ground and died in his 50s working so hard. But I tell you what, I'd like to stand before God and know that I spent all my time preaching the Word of God and working for Him. But he's, he's wrote a lot of books, got a lot of commentaries. I like his commentaries because they're verse by verse. But uh, if we ever stop and take just a minute and realize the price that was paid for our salvation, it would alter the choices that we make through life, tra uh, through our travel through this life. <clears throat> Miss Megan, come up, pick out a song. <clears throat> My heart's desire is you got something out of it about the precious blood of Jesus Christ. That worked. That's pretty good. Let's stand to our feet. Let's bow our heads. If you feel like the need to come down pray about some choice you've made in your past maybe some choices you're facing today maybe some choices that you know next week or next month you're going to have to decide 
it's a good time to go and ask God for direction. I'm going to say with a surety, you can't do wrong by following the guidance of the Lord. Let us have a prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we preach what you laid on our hearts. God, about the great price that you paid for our salvation. God, help us to realize the importance of making the right choices through life. God, help us, Lord, here to, tonight to search. And Lord, help us, Lord, to, to come to you in the, in the hour that we have to make a decision. Lord, to, to, that's important or, Lord, that we're not sure of. Quit seek your guidance, Lord, because of what you've done for us. Lord, that we can make the right choice. God, help us, Lord, to love you serve you, worship you. God, on through these days, God, we pray for our church. Lord, as we're still looking for a pastor, we look, Lord, that you would send the right one this way. God, we pray now as we close out on this invitation, Lord, that you would just speak to someone's heart. Lord, everything is done here tonight. We'll praise you and give you the honor and the glory for it all. These things we ask in Christ's name. Amen.